This is Gita, aka Data Talk. This is Professor. You're not the boss of me. Feather. This is the Midnight 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 Gadfly. This is Dr. Head. And you are experiencing. Missing the blue fez. He's in the, the used rubber room has, tonight. Yes, we are fezless. <clears throat> we are on one fezless. side. Yeah. We are he, asymmetrical. He, welcome, fellow inmates, to another episode of Unsane Radio. Your pop and unpop culture program, <laughs> brought to you by Pops. Sorry. Today, <laughs> today we have decided that we're going to talk about. Our favorite antagonists. I had an now, antagonist is, once. She could yes, make great this is biscuits. A broad, <laughs> I was going to say, this is a broad subject. Broad. <laughs> got right along, got right along with that, Doctor. I had an antagonist once, Dr. but my doctor said it would go away. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about what we feel is our top antagonists in, in the... I, I'm well, presuming this is primarily movies. Um, I, didn't, I don't think we included uh, any other kind of... Uh, uh, media. So we're just going to talk about movies. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to start it off with with uh, one. And you can do your top five. You can do however. I'm just picking one at random. Um, I'm going to pick the obvious one uh, out of my list so that we can get it out of the way. And that is Hannibal Lecter from the first movie, Silence of the Lambs. Um, just a, a brilliant performance uh, and and one of the creepiest performances by an actor I've ever seen. Um, and what's his name? <laughs> Sir Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Probably one of his best roles, I think, ever, you know. Um, and it's just, it, it, he's just, he every scene that he's in, he commands the, he commands, the, yes. the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just great. And and I, I, I include him as an antagonist because of his relationship primarily with um, um, Blair. the agent. Clarice. Yeah, well, Blair. yeah, he's still enjoying and, doing what he does. Yeah. Yes. I and myself cannot. Yeah, he's just 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 absolutely brilliant, um, and I didn't like him as well in the follow up. I mean, he was okay, but I, it just there was something about that him being in this in the cell, and then the brilliant escape scene that he was in, and um, I just I just think he's one of the best antagonists that has come along. He's a he's a great likable villain. It, it, he is, you know? yeah, right. Because Did you he's guys so like him polite. in uh, Magic? Did you like Magic? Um, oh I yeah, liked, yeah. Know, hey, and get to see Anne Margaret. I liked Magic. I I yeah. thought it took a diss when it first came out, but I really liked Magic. I thought, oh no, I liked it really too. Good. Um, yeah. I finally yeah. saw it this earlier, like this year, Magic for the yeah. first time. What'd you think of it? I, I mean, liked it. I thought it was good. I mean, Ventura yeah. Stalls are always. I mean, you kind of knew. It's, it was yeah, coming, very, but very was, creepy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I liked it. I thought it was done. And really he is well. great in it. He's great in it. Yeah. That's true. He, but he's, a fanta- he's, he's an amazing just a great actor. actor. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Remains of the day. I mean, it just it just had really. He did. What was it? Uh, uh, what was it? Um, Lion of the Winter, or what was no, that? He, he played like one of the sons. Winner of the what is that? 
Uh, had oh, Catherine Bond, yeah, the, the lion. In, oh, was he in that? Lion in winter. Yes. Lion in winter. Yeah. Yes, he was one of the. Oh, songs. he is. That's right. Yeah, that's been a long yeah. time since I've seen that. Movie. I like that. That's movie a, too. That's a really good movie. Yes, fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. I have to and bring yeah, that back up. I've forgotten about that movie. He's Odin. Anyway, Robin. so that's my. There's my one pick right Hannibal there. I'll, I'll pass it on. That's I'm going to go on. I'm passing it on to Doctor Head. Give us your first pick here, bud. My first pick. Um, was the first thing that came on my mind because you know what an antagonist is that's someone who opposes or struggles like an adversary kind of um, kind of yeah. kind of uh, it just it pushes a button pusher you know doesn't yeah. do things and yeah, exactly. my first one is uh, Willy Wonka <laughs> I'm not touching you yeah Willy Wonka Willy good Wonka one. good one yeah because we we look at what if you watch it's in Roll Roll Dolls novel is is comic satirical genius but uh, yeah until they've now they've rewritten it you know the PC police want to change all the language. People might get offended, but in the movie, I cannot imagine a greater Willy Wonka than Gene Wilder. His performance oh, yeah. is is engaging and mesmerizing. There's that he's that edge of you got the the weirdness and the quirkiness, but he's also this little bit of sadist in him. You know, uh, like in the very oh, yeah. beginning where he pulls yeah. out one of Mike TV's hairs and like then what drops it on the floor. The come on, you're supposed to be a chocolate factory and then uh every time like a goose scoop <laughs> gets sucked up into the pipes he's sitting there oh the suspense is terrible i hope it'll last <laughs> you know uh, so, yeah wonka opposes these kids as they push on him he's he pushes back with with i think more ferocity in a, in a way he but, weeds but it's out the evil is what he's doing. yeah and the umpa loompas come out and uh drag you away yeah well, that's well what about the johnny Depp? I did, did you not. See it? I did. I did see it. I tried to watch that. One. It was okay. Uh, it, it just it, I, it. In some ways, it was truer to Doll's vision, but I. I don't know. It just became a little self indulgent, uh, and I just. I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't feel the same. I, I, I'm too much partial to the to the Wilder version. It's just too entrenched. I think. Did you like it? It's another. It, to me, it's another one of those examples of a movie that didn't need to be remade. Um, right. You know, it it was pretty good that in the in the beginning there was no reason to really remake they, it other than to other than to try to be you know more true to the story. They, but yeah. well, and have, have different special be, yeah, effects. They tried that darker thing, and it would just. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it was also the presentation of it. And yeah, half of his dialogue. Was, it could have been darker, weird. but had that more. Yeah, I don't know how to describe I, big fish. It should have had more of a big fish look to it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean if you want dark, then you go with and dark, dark and weird, but in a wonderful way. Then you could do like something like Edward Scissorhands, which is kind of dark and beautiful. That's, a, that's an awesome fairy tale. Yeah, that that's so a great fairy tale, and it could have been like that. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I liked it when they made all the Oompa Loompas. It was just that one guy. And he kept yes. on like redoing things, and then like, yeah. oh my god, after yeah. that would just be that was pretty cool. Did you get I, paid eight hundred times? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Royalty, yeah, yeah. So there's Willy Wonka. There's mine. How about you, Cat? Oh, I'll jump in. I'll go with Fritz Lang's. Uh, okay, Doctor Tar. Doctor, not uh, Doctor Mabuzi. Um, Mabuzi. Ah, yeah. I. Ev- Ever since I wa- watched the first one, I've always been, I liked him. He's always intrigued me. The character, you know. I just that, what's the second one? The second one's the best one. I can't. Doctor Matuzzi, I think it's called. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. With his cousin, Awanana. <laughs> Where he owns, uh, oh, man. But anyway, that's the one that intrigued me. I saw it on, like, on PBS or whatever when we used to show those things. But I found on, um, was that Prime? Maybe? They have the 1,000 Eyes of uh, Dr. Maluzzi. Mm. It's uh, it's Fritz Lang. He directed it, but it's 1960. I think it's his, one of his last movies. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of, yeah. It's a pretty good. But it's anyway, pretty the, good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the character himself is kind of cool because they yeah. hit around that he's like, a, you know, he's a super genius and he's taken over Berlin and and they kind of hit around that he's also telepathic and all this other stuff. And, you know, they call it hypnotism, but they still influences his, uh, his uh, subordinates and all that stuff. But yeah. it's kind of a neat character. It is. Yeah. Yeah, he, I, I think I think he is too. Gadfly, what's your pick? Uh, my number five is Jack Torrance from The Shining. Uh, I think uh, uh, you know what's his face is such a good actor, and so it's so Thank terrifying. You, Mr. Torrance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Red Rob. Yeah, the. Uh, yeah, Jack Nicholson just uh, chews it up. And if you've ever seen like the behind the scenes, it's really cool because he's not a he's not a method actor at all. <laughs> but you know, so he's like coming down the stairs to do his axe scene, you know, um, and he gets up there and he's smiling, he's smoking a cigarette, and he gets in there, he gets the axe up, and he goes, "You're an axe murderer! You're an axe murderer! You're an axe murderer!" <laughs> and then they show him do, do it, just like he's jumping up and down and getting yeah. himself all in a frenzy. I know. Have to do I, that I think other productions. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that's a I think that's a key note on Jack Nicholson, um, you know, just the way that he handles every role, yeah. um, you know, the genius of him because he, he doesn't so have awesome. he doesn't have to totally immerse himself, you know, like a lot of people do. Right. And I understand method acting. I can I can understand that a lot, you know. But he's he's one of those rare actors that can turn it on and off, man. Yeah, you know, and that's great. I love I mean, the idea and, of him playing with like. Karloff and all those guys was classical actors and shit. Oh, and yeah, early and, on in the Corman. Him and Lori yeah. that were goofing around. And, yeah, and the yeah, stuff he would have picked up <laughs> working for Corman uh, as an actor. Yes. To see how, how everything's done. Yeah. But yeah, his performances, he's, he's a fantastic actor. And I mean, he becomes, almost became like a caricature of himself because, you know, the, one of the criticisms I've heard yeah. time and time again, uh, his performance in The Shining, or the, actually the choice of Jack Nicholson for Jack Torrance, uh, is the fact that he's not that far from being crazy as is. By then, he's already made his reputation as playing these kind of characters who are out there. So it wasn't much of a stretch to see him turn into the the violent, you know, possessed Jack Torrance. Right. So, That's true. Yeah. Um, but and still done I, brilliantly. It's oh yeah, in a Kubrick's direction. It's yeah, it's it's great. Has any of you seen the Sci-Fi Channel version? Uh, With the, no. the the guy I've from Wings, one of the one of the pilots from Wings, and like Rebecca De Mornay is his wife. It's more like the book, isn't it? It is I mean, much more faithful to the book. They include things that that they didn't, you know, the Kubrick's version didn't have, like the uh, the, like the hedge the, animals. Yeah, the hedges. Yeah, the hedge animals and those things. Um, and the fact that he wasn't using an axe, he was. I think he had a mallet uh, or something. Um, I think. 
or am I getting confused with something else? But anyway, uh, yeah, that's a really good, and it takes the time because it's like four and a half hours long, so it takes the time to develop the story. So you yeah. get a yeah, more so that that, that that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and then you see the gradual descent because that's what King wrote this book is about the descent of the and, and the, the, the the true horrors at the lying <laughs> in the back being of the so huge. the the, uh, <laughs> uh, the disruption this destruction of the family unit. You know, through in alcohol, it's another thing he writes about a lot. But, um, but you see in, in the book where he's much more of the guy, like the, why they picked the guy from Wings, because he looks like a nice, decent, normal-looking guy, and that's the true horror as he turns into the monster. You know, where, yeah, that is true. You know, Nicholson has Nicholson kind of a, Nicholson has kind of an evil like, look. Yeah, he's no just, matter what he's in, he's kind of the way he talks. Of, I mean, the kid just he always talks with the pound. Yeah, yeah. And, and his just, eyebrows, he has yeah. those yes. those pointed <laughs> eyebrows. So, you know, oh, back yeah. off, Spock. Yeah, <laughs> and I think maybe because the way he talks a little slowly, maybe maybe it makes sounds more menacing. You know, if someone talks a little slowly, yeah, yeah. it says maybe they're just holding something in. <laughs> but you know, I love it. Yeah. Just... <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. we, anything it. else? I about... loved him as that uh, Dennis, the, the guy, the saint, or the masochist that comes in for the Dennis. Oh yeah, in uh, Little Shop of Shop Horrors. Shop of Horrors. Yeah. He's, He's a, great. That He's is great. actually really, really funny. But and it's so. <laughs> Subversive oh, for the time, over the dude. top, just like yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. funny. Uh, Robin Williams said when he met Jack Nicholson, he goes, "So, are you a method actor?" And he goes, "Jack just looked at him and goes, it's called acting, not being.'" <laughs> 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 that's uh, Dr. That's perfect. Philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Still, moving on. Are we done moving with on, Nicholson? Yeah. Okay, my next pick. I'm actually going to do two here. Um, but because it's the same person that that is the actor. Thing with two heads? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> there, you love it. <laughs> we can make no, one tomorrow, pick, one feather. My pick is uh, Gene Hackman from the movie Unforgiven mm-hmm. and also Quick and the Dead. Yeah. Um, I Gene Hackman... Gene Hackman is one of my top favorite actors. He's on a lot. He, he's on. He's on. He's on my my sock hand. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> the top five on my sock hand. I'm, I'm but so his, sorry. Gene his performance <laughs> in Un, in Unforgiven, and they're very similar. That's why I picked the two, um, the Quick and the Dead, and the, his role in that, and his role in Unforgiven are similar you know they're not the same but they're similar and he's just a brilliant antagonist you know and the guy is one of the just such a superb actor and can you know just he eats up the scenes every time he's the one of the few actors no matter what the movie is if i hate the movie i will watch the movie just to watch him and there are a few he's been in that i did superman like. four Yes, <laughs> but the Unforgiven, and we'll, we'll go back and you know just about these movies. That the Unforgiven is a is one of the best Western movies ever made. Yeah. Um, the, I love the story behind it. Um, um, Clint Eastwood bought the rights to the movie. It was like fifteen years before he made it, and then sat on it, and they, you know because he felt he wasn't old enough for the role yet. When it finally got, he got to the point. He's okay now. Now we're going to make this movie. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. And, yeah, yeah. To and grow into a part. That's and what a brilliant, brilliant movie. Oh, that's it's a masterwork, right? Of of, yeah. of subtlety. 
an, yes, an, an it, it, economy yes. of storytelling. Yes, yes. And, and just having just the beautiful. foresight to do that, yeah. though, too. And, and, oh, yeah. Well, it's a pr- great director. Oh, yeah, sorry. he's a great he's a great director. You're right, and good no, and a really good actor in, yeah. in most instances. You know, and, uh, but that, and so, so and, and then Quick in the he, Dead, uh, the Quick in the Dead is on the big spider, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but the Quick in, and then to talk about the Quick and the Dead, has everybody seen that movie? I'm I sure. Not. Is that the one with Sharon really? Stone? A while ago? Yeah, yeah. I've not seen it though. No, Russell Crowe. It, it's still like a an Italian spaghetti western, but oh, okay. yeah, is it Leonardo? Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio is in it, yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, he plays um the son of of uh Gene Hackman's character. Um if you haven't seen it, Doctor, it's a really good it's, great, it's a really fun movie. I love Western. Yeah, it is a fun movie. And it's a it's a it's a pretty good uh modern day type western, you know. Okay. Uh, modern modern showing. I think I think that's good. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Oh, so it's very Sam Raimi too. That's you know who directed it. It is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It is. I forgot oh. that. I forgot to mention it was Sam Raimi. You're right. And it and and he does a great job. It's just it's well written. Uh, just everything about it. It's lots of really good acting. You know, Some Russell Crowe. And, it and it's just a little bit over the top. You know, uh, just it, yeah. It's a, it's an excellent movie. But Gene Hackman, it just. You know, he chews up the fucking scenes every time he gets in there. He's just he's just amazing. I yeah. You know, I could have him on two or three other movies, but I picked just those two. So that's it. That's my second pick, uh, Doctor Head. Um, my next pick as a doctor. Um, I'm going Tar? to <laughs> yes. I, I'm he's my to... antagonist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> terrified by one of two doc- doctors. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, this is a doctor from uh, transsexual Transylvania, um, Doctor Frank Enferter. I think is a great antagonist. He drives yeah. the. Hold tension. on, I've been hacked. No. He drives the sexual <laughs> tension uh, in the movie. Anticipation. Um, yeah, he he's just he he's definitely competing with Brad and Janet. He's competing with the other transsexuals. He's competing, you know, he's just trying to be him. Um, and he's all what movie is this? Like <laughs> dual oh, yeah. Uh, this is in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, uh, which I remember was um, I, there was a, an audition when I think when I was a sophomore in college, they were auditioning or junior for that at uh, Bowling Green. I'm like, oh man, I, I considered going out. For play Frankenfurter, Janet got it. I had a, and I, yeah, Mark said, "Damn it, Janet!" <laughs> That's right. So I love that that first song. That his entrance is wonderful. But yeah, Frankenfurter just uh, you know he he's just the guy who wants what he wants. He's here just to explore the realms of sexual pleasure, sensual pleasure, um, and he's also prevents he's he's the catalyst for all the events that happen on at uh, Frankenstein. Yeah. And house. who plays him? No, oh, Tim Curry does a Tim masterful Curry. job. Yes, I mean another great, great actor with <laughs> yeah. with pretty much everything, you know. But yeah, his his role and it's delicious watching him ham it up because it's a very Broadway theatrical, you know, exaggerated. Oh, absolutely, exaggerated. It works for the film though. So but you yes. got to it, it's got to see it. In a theater of people who've seen it, you got to, the participation is. Oh yes, the particip- 
information is part of the fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah I've right. only, I only right. managed to make it to one one live showing in my in my time, primarily because at the time when it was really popular and going, I was in bands. So it was always happening on a night that I would play. Yeah. So I couldn't. It was go. a Friday midnight movie. Did you, you see yeah, all exactly. stuff? Yeah. I mean, all the hoopla with it. Did you get all that? You know, the like performance. Oh, all the people. Yeah, when I saw it, we had it was really fun. I I saw it at the theater when uh, Bowling Green only had like the two theaters at the time. And then they had a showing of it. No, 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 not the where uh, you know where the they have the license bureau now. Kind of like I'll buy the stadium. Oh, okay. But there was only two theaters in town besides the Claisel. They had it there at midnight, but they. I had no idea what I was going to. I just went with someone. And then anyway, when they started showing the movie, they started doing all the other stuff, you know, like the paper, the rice, squirt. Oh, yeah. That was the whole I got the full experience. Yes. No, you're right. But I got the whole experience. So that's that. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I, you know, a lot of places show it now. and You don't get all that. This was so cool. How do you know that? Huh? I don't know, but I know every sure every time I've ever heard anything about that movie being right. shown, You're there's right. always a, a bunch of people who who participate have to because that. that became right. part of the experience. You're That's right. that was and I can never yeah. understand. Not that I liked the movie so much. I liked yeah going yeah. through the experience. like the experience of watching it that way. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, and I can't understand how they you know they showed it like on cable mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I can't imagine. Yeah, I just same. watched it not too long ago on on one of the things it was on somewhere, and so I thought, yeah, I, I want to, you know, and it, you know, and it's, it's fun. It's not I kind something of, I would have watched. Yeah, it's kind of fun to watch it, but then you know, you go, no, it's just you know, you understand how it became such a cult underground it has to experience be a thing too, yeah. be, because yeah. of all that of, of all the people coming in that. interacting. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But Tim Curry is yeah, he's he's no, another scene here. There, <laughs> he just does. Yeah, great. they're really fun when you watch it. But yeah, well, yeah. Tim Curry, Tim Curry's uh, is two other iconic villains as well. He's Pennywise. He was the first Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yes. And then he was in Legend, uh, and his yeah, he was. He was whatever that that demon creature was. He was. That's right. Yeah. 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 And those are both both really good antagonist roles. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Tar, your turn. Go ahead, Mubazi. Uh, What's another one? Um, A lot of thought went into this for you, didn't it, Tar? I see that. Well, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> we're intimidating him. Well, while we're waiting on Tar, uh, Midnight Gadfly. You got Just, another one? Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. a pondering. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> Anton Chigurh, um from No Country for Old Men. Oh my God, ha- Javier Bardem. Uh, uh, one of the one of the creepiest roles uh, to me. I, yeah, very threatening. You know, and and, and one a great what movie. You, what, what did yeah. you say? Yeah, the whole friendo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to watch him, it's like that movie made me so uncomfortable. I watched it only once. It's like really? a one and done. I felt I need to see it again, you know, because it's so good. It's like watching Fargo, you know, like 
it's yeah. such a great piece of storytelling. But yeah, I need to see this movie again because uh, it's so, but it was so good, so very creepy. Because the picture, the cat and mouse and the stuff, the, the, just the, the f- tension in this movie, in every scene, that scene at the gas station, holy fuck, it's like I could feel it. Yeah. You mean when he goes in to talk to the when guy? When he goes in to the talk to the guy at the gas station, yeah. And Makes him flips the coin. And- yes. And the beauty of, of, of him is it's an understated. He His role is so understated. He, he plays what would be considered a true psychopath. You know, has no feeling whatsoever. Uh, man, yeah, just uh, Which is brilliant. awesome and because I- you're always imagining what he he does. You know what I mean? You never see what he does, but you imagine what he does. We see the one you know, time with the, uh, the, the way air he gun. says the stuff. Yeah, with the air gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When at the end, uh, when he goes into that house with the lady and he flips the coin, they just cut to the outside of the house and he walks out of the house, stops, yeah, and looks at the bottom of his boot <laughs> to make sure he doesn't have blood on it, you know, and then yeah. he walks and that's and then he gets like hit. what a brilliant scene. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's quite, and who directed this? Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers. Cohen Brothers. Yes. The master, I, the masters of of film. Of 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 quirky film that becomes mainstream success. Sometimes, like <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the Raising Arizona was my first exposure to the Cohen Brothers, and I'm like, my th- this movie is just all kinds of goofy, like just wonderfully goofy you know like it was so <laughs> odd for its time you just you didn't like what the fuck was going on with this movie you know and the performances nick cage being all like droop you know dreamy and like i don't know you know just you know uh like a pair of them huggies you know um yeah <laughs> and, and, and they have, and they have continued to make some amazing movies have you, have you followed Macbeth? the, the brothers sep you know did i uh, i think it was ethan or was it Joel directed the new Macbeth? Have you seen that one? I haven't seen that yet. No. Oh, well, his brother did a movie review of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is the funniest thing I've ever read. He's, he's writing like, oh, I've been carrying my brother for years. Obviously, as you can see from this stinking pile of dog shit that he just made. <laughs> you know, it's just it's like so perfectly done. You know, maybe one I'll have day. To check that out. That's oh yeah, good. you just gotta look it up. Yeah, I don't know which one it was. Joel Ethan's response to Ethan Cohen's yeah. Macbeth or something like that. Yeah, because that's the one with with uh, uh, Denzel Washington as Macbeth, and it's shot in black and white. It is a gorgeous looking film. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've not seen it yet. So no. I have a book that's of short good. stories by uh, Ethan Cohen, and they're really yes, good. yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're great writers yeah. as as mm-hmm. well as as yeah. as uh, directors. You know, that's that's their that's a part of their strength. You know, um, well, they were asking they haven't like, made. We've we've talked out. You know, talked a lot about their movies. They've not made very many movies that that I didn't necessarily like. You know, there's a couple that I wasn't my favorites, mm-hmm. but they're still they still I rank them higher than you know the vast majority of movies out there. Even though I don't yeah. necessarily you know like them real well. They did. But, oh, yeah, brother, they, they made though, some, right? oh brother, where are oh they? yes, yes, oh, which yes. I think is one of the funniest comedies. Just. And uh, one and, of the most and, brilliant writing of you know, yes. the tales of retelling the, of an old, you know, right. Retelling uh, the Odyssey, of the Odyssey, you know, and, and the way be- Roger Deakins, man, 
Oh, my God. One of the best cinematographers to come down the pike ever. And the way they did the, the, the color correction in that movie is absolutely gorgeous and just that sepia tone 1930s depression era dust bowl look and i will also say when they did the the songs this you know as the soggy bottom boys Mm -hmm. when when i saw it on 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 screen you would swear that they were really doing it yes it looked yeah looked so like the voices seemed to match the characters so well i was surprised seriously when i found out it wasn't them you know i, I agree 100 percent. That's, that's just that's that's brilliant yeah. and that's a great song anyway so yes and their version of it there are two versions of it yeah that's yeah. one of my favorite scenes they you asked know? the going yeah, to press the flesh paul gonna flush the press i'm not here to make a record you dumb cracker <laughs> yeah. well, they they asked the Cohen brothers about their writing process and they said uh between naps <laughs> <laughs> well it's just since we're on the Cohen brothers i'd like to make a shout out to steven root Oh yeah, who's yeah. in quite a few of Coen Brothers movies? Stephen Root is a great actor, and yes. the parts that they give him and he takes on, like the you know the the blind, uh, uh, well, the, de- the guy music, the DJ, yeah, DJ, you know, uh-huh. uh, just great. He's just absolutely fantastic. I just have to have to mention him because I like. He him. plays uh, a, a similar character in another movie I saw him in, where he's oh, yeah? also playing a guy who's blind, and I thought. Man, is this guy blind in real life? I mean, <laughs> they just like stick him in blind roles. Like, hey, you're the blind guy. You can play the blind guy roles. Um, no, but he played something very similar. I'm like, that's the guy from a brother. Where I thought he's he's a he's genius. He's yeah. in uh, Office Space. His little his part in Office Space is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't get any cake. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's, my, it's my stapler. That's my, it's, it's my stapler. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah uh, he, what's movie. that, Dilbert? Is that Dilbert or what was it? Yeah, it's kind of like one of the yeah, yeah, it was, those uh, cartoon characters. Mike he, Judd. He just, yeah, he nails it. Yeah, Mike Judd. Yeah, Mike Judd. He just, he just nails it. He's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tar, you found one yet? You can't hear you. Tar. Can't hear you. You're muted. Tar, can't hear you. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. We can't hear you. You're muted. Hey, muted. There, there you go. go. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. So put it back. Put it back. I like the way it was. <laughs> there we go. Now you're muted again. <laughs> Who is your... Who's your... What are you doing? You're on. He's just fucking around. Who's, who's, who's your, your antagonist, your... Tar? I'll, I'll I'll go with Colossus from uh, the Forbin Project. He's like oh. the first true AI. Yeah. He's, I I don't know if you want to call him an antagonist or a savior sure. for mankind. And, you know the way he goes about it. Mm. An antagonist just yeah. yeah. An antagonist yeah, just, just has a huge influence on the on the story. You know they're like a something that yeah. causes or the, yeah or adversarial or adversarial it qualifies. To the it can't hero, be right. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of ways yeah, to do that. Yeah. But, uh, is good, I, I really like that story. I like, yeah, it kind of, a, yeah, I enjoyed that. When I I saw that, uh, I think I came back home from swimming and all that stuff, falling asleep. And also, this is like one of those uh, uh, movies that they would show on ABC or whatever it was, NBC, yeah. and, you know, come on about nine o'clock or whatever, laying there. The- and all of a sudden this comes on. I don't know why. I really like the movie or show. Is that the one with? with yeah, I remember Brady. watching it as a kid. I loved yeah. it. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah I, I I liked it really well too. It was so and, different and pretty from anything else. Yeah, pretty novel for the time. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and I liked, one. at the not, end, not novel in science fiction. No. Yeah. But for the for a Novelty. mainstream movie? Yeah, yeah. for for a movie. Was it a, yeah. a made-for-TV movie? I think it was made-for-TV. It looks like it. Oh, really? I think, I think it, was. it was. I think it was. Okay. I really yeah. think it was. Was Eric Braden in it? Is yes. The one? Okay, that's the one. I yeah, he was the main guy. Yeah. Oh, is that his name? Oh, yeah. 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 Who became a soap opera guy later on. Yeah, Victor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Victor. He has that Euro <laughs> right. flavor to him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. I, I thought that was a really good movie. Well done. And for low budget, very low budget, you know. Yes. And they, but a movie of ideas and, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and science. And it's, and it's, it's very it, compelling. It stuck with me when yeah. I was, yeah, little. Yeah. And I told you guys this before. There was also another TV movie, The Love War. Did I tell you about it? Oh. It had uh, Lloyd Bridges in it, I believe. Well, that's, but, uh, you had me at Lloyd Bridges. <laughs> but uh, this time, like, I love Lloyd, Lloyd, Lloyd Bridges. Like now. Oh, Lloyd! Planets were fighting <laughs> over the Earth, but they oh, when he would send like pairs of agents, you know, to fight their battles. That's not like a full-on invasion. They didn't want to destroy the Earth, but these two groups would send uh, two pairs of agents and fight. And he was one of them. Anyway, anyway, they had like the little glasses that they could see. You know, if they were alien or not, and then they would have... Uh, they live! <laughs> you say, yeah, obey. Oh, has anybody seen this? This was like a TV No, movie. never even heard of it. Nope. Love War. It was called never, The Love never, War. I might have heard of it, but... Yeah, and it had... Never, uh, I don't remember it. Oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Angie Dickinson, though? Maybe? Oh. There you go. Think- Midnight Gadfly. <laughs> oh, he's... Going to watch it now. You made Midnight Gadfly leave. I don't know. If it was uh, yeah. <laughs> I tug one out. Where's Angie? At, Come here, Angie. I just watched you. Yeah, at the end, it ends up being, yeah, the girl that he loves, you know, he thought was human. Spoiler alert. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, watch like, it. You then. guys even know the movie anyway, so whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I might have wanted to watch it one day, Tar. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> he falls to the ground and his glasses fall there, and you see her walking away. And through like the glasses and the sand, you you actually see what she looks like. <laughs> Just, yeah, uh-huh. it's a cool it, for a TV show. I thought it was yeah, cool. Say, yeah, I don't check it out. Don't remember that. Off. And they're little. So you can find it somewhere. Like, yeah, those really cool sci-fi sounds like, you know, like sounds like <laughs> War of the Worlds thing. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So where are we at? Whose turn is it? <laughs> we're on to the so next we went round. We're up next round because that's that was all that was number four. Oh, that's right. Okay. That was right. So it's my turn again. Right. Yeah. Okay. Was that round my two? next one. My that next one two. is also has uh, two antagonists in in one movie. Um, the movie is uh, Step Brothers with with Farrell <laughs> and Michael C. Riley. <laughs> the best antagonists I've ever seen. Those two guys, are, that you know, I, that movie just totally cracked me up for some reason, because because of them, you know, it had nothing to do with anything, just the way they acted, their and the the the, 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 the responses between the two of them. Uh, you know, I I just I really like that movie, and I like their performances. Um, and I would imagine, I think those two guys are probably kind of good friends in real life for some reason. I don't know why. They just seemed to, they, they had really good chemistry. They have really good chemistry together. They all they were also in, uh, uh, what was the? Caladega Nights. Caladega Nights, yeah. <laughs> Which is an, another pretty decent movie. Um, 
Will Ferrell is, you know, he plays a good antagonist in that one. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's that's my that's my other pick. It's a good one. Yeah. Doctor Head. Okay, then I guess that's all about that. Moving on. <laughs> um, my next antagonist is a is a trio. Larry, Curly, and Mo, the Three Stooges. <laughs> I think, as far as the adversary or pushing the plot or pushing against the status quo, by by accident or design, the Three Stooges have done more to bungle their way into and crash society than anyone else. Um, and especially when you when you look at shorts like hoi polloi where they're really making fun of the wealthy and this is during the early years of the depression 32 yeah. 33 yeah. 34 when these when these ones are coming out it it was very comforting to the poor who had enough money to go to see a movie and that was how they placated themselves to make fun of the yeah. rich people and so right. you see that so that that it, it's the pygmalion story you know it just goes back to trying you can't turn a Sow, silks person to a sow's ear. Um, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I almost brought in. Oh, I'll you know I'll, I'll save it for the for afterwards. Um, but another comedic genius. So yeah, Three Stooges I think are great antagonists in that they just push oh, against like the, the man push, is, push everything. They push <laughs> just by their behavior um, and just sometimes unintentional or uh, unwitting or lack of wits rather no wits at all half wits. Yeah. Halfwits, yeah. Halfwits, yeah. They're they and they're great. You know, I've I've watched the Three Stooges. We all have, you know, our entire lives. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they've been around. When I was young, they were on TV. You know, and that was A this lot. would be in the, like mean, the mid fifties. They were yeah. showing them. You know, on Saturday mornings, they they would show sometimes Saturday afternoons, multiple but, times. You know, I grew day, up though. grew up with the Three Stooges and. That probably they probably had a real formative, you know, uh, uh, influence on my life. <laughs> yeah. it, it, yes, I think it's it's the, the pratfalls like what Mel Brooks says. Um, comedy is when someone, or tragedy is when I when I hit my hammer with a hit my finger with a hammer. Comedy is when someone walks into an open manhole and dies. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there. I mean, there is something really funny the combination of watching people obviously getting hurt <laughs> but then you put the comical sound effects yeah, you know, yeah. on it you know it's it just yes i think we all have I, earliest memories of childhood you just could not get enough of it you know, you know that I, probably goes right down to our little there's something about it but then i had to like stop letting my little <laughs> nephew watch it when he was really little because he was wanting to go around poke his sisters in the eyes because he had seen mo do it you know i'm like oh oh okay let's let's probably not i'm glad there wasn't like a saw blade that ran on curly's head yeah. you know? <laughs> it's a relatively tame one with just occasional eye poke but they saved that for evil dead too yeah, <laughs> I had the same. I had the same experience with my younger brother, because you know when we saw him and he was and and I had to show him how you do it, you know, because I I was a little older and I I, I understood that you know you didn't really poke anybody in the eye mm-hmm. and if you watch them closely enough you it's see some, you some know, of them it's yeah always, it's always above the eyes you know and so I had to show my little brother how to do that so. We we're sitting there, and I going, and I showed him how to do it. He goes, "Oh, okay." So he went to poke me. He poked me in the eyes, <laughs> and, I, and I'm going, "What the hell?" And he's laughing. You know, he goes, "That's what the three Stooges would have done." <laughs> you don't argue with that. You know? No, no, that's great. 
Hence the eye patch today, yes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I've got two bionic eyes. I got eyes. the pirate eye. I got the pirate eye. <laughs> pirate. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, there you go. Are we? We're who's? Uh, we're at uh, Midnight Gaffly. Oh, we switch positions. Okay. Oh, Tar. Go Tar. Tar. Get back in line, Tar. Uh, uh, On the spot. I'll go with uh, Dr. Butcher, MD. (laughs) I just happened to see a trailer last night. (laughs) Medical Deviant. It's a zombie. It kind of segues into your zombie stuff. It's like some Italian mishmash with uh, scenes filmed in New York that conducts some kind of brain experiments and makes zombies. It's an Italian gore movie. So anyway, antagonist. All right, Doctor Butcher. <laughs> uh, my my medical numbers. deviant. Yeah, medical deviant. My third one is the tall man uh, from Phantasm. From Phantasm. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he's uh, creepy in that interdimensional. Uh, you know, interdimensional. It's Mr. like Scrim. Yeah, boy. You know that uh, that's become you know. Something everybody His figure becomes that gnarly little fly thing. Yeah, <laughs> and he's he's great in that role, yeah. man. He just really, you know, just does a great job. And, and the 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 first one anyway is a pretty decent movie too. So yeah, that, so uh, I've only seen the first two. I know there's what four of them. They have a style, yeah, yeah. or five, like, five, five. five. I like five. the wheel. There's five, yeah. I like five, yeah. I, they just, I have yet to see talked, it. Yeah. Oh, really? You haven't even seen yeah. the first one? Uh, no, but it's it's October, so we're doing, you know, yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Head and I, we do a, a movie a month in October, so I'll put it on our list. Phantasm, the first one. You should at least see the first one. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, 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 I yeah. saw that at a drive at night. That, it, it, yeah, it is what it is, but it's, it was cool. It was really, yeah. it's. So I'll probably watch that one and see if she'll like it. But I know what we're going to watch. We do a lot of the stuff. Uh, like last year, we did world horror, so we were watching stuff from Thailand and Indonesia and you know India. Those are fun stuff. too. Uh, yeah. Hey, I love, have I love you seen? Uh, have you seen El Conda? Not yet. Oh, watch it! Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fun. It's a vampire movie, but it's supposed to be. I've got uh, it on my list. It's on. Augusta Pinochet. In Chile, cool. So you get back to Phantasm, and he's uh, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason I really liked that first Phantasm was because it uh, it really captures the seventies. I mean, it was made in the seventies, but there's something about being a kid at that time in the seven, you know, being in the seventies, and uh, the, you know, he's got the big muscle car, which is really cool. And then this kid riding around, oh, he's like fourteen or something, riding around on a motorcycle <laughs> without a helmet. <laughs> You know, so dirt bike. Thank all this, you. Yeah, yeah, dirt bike. Um, <laughs> but uh, but then when they get into like some of the weirder stuff uh, later on, you know, and Angus, the way he walks is really like very deliberate. And they were saying, that, yeah. yeah, they were saying the, the actor himself is a super nice guy. Like they're like as soon as he was off camera, he he became himself again, and he was just this really like quiet gentleman, you know. Type of person. He pulled a Jack Nicholson. He did, yeah. So he said, "I'm, I'm yeah. impressed." By so, and like, I uh, like the I like the scene where he's standing beside the ice cream truck, and the and the cool air comes up, yeah. and he's like, "You seem kind of like, you know." I thought that was really <laughs> that was a really cool scene. Just I, I guess the implied strangeness to him, you know, just 
I thought that was really neat. Well, that it implies about the cold being something that he doesn't yeah. don't like. Yeah, right. And like it just looks so weird. It just yeah. looks so weird. And right. well, the second one is that it's totally a different tone. I mean, because he actually had money to make that movie, and it was yeah. It could have been done by Sam Raimi, and he even has. Yeah, I was little, gonna say it takes more of things. an Evil Dead look. Yeah, yeah. When well, he even has, he has little things in there, like when they're in the morgue or whatever that says Raimi's Raimi's virus or something like that on one of the bags. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it is definitely a different tone that, than all of the other ones. Uh, but they they just eventually it goes into just it's batshit crazy. I mean, it's just nuts, you know. And yeah. uh, when they, uh, but you know. Angus Scrim, he's in there the whole time, and uh, very creepy. And those flying spheres with the blades in them. Uh, cool. Yeah, those were good. That was that was a good special effects too. Yep, and that's my number three. Yeah, the the first time you saw it, I remember seeing the the trailers when you're a kid for that movie. You know, they always yeah. cut it before it hit them, but it was just yeah, it always looked like pretty intense. The trailers were great. So like, oh my god! And then when you saw, it, did anybody see the cut where uh, the very first one where it hits him and he pisses his pants on the floor? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. That was that was. Just, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, when it's uh, one of them's got. Uh, I think it's the second one has the guy who played the werewolf on Barney Miller. <laughs> He's a priest. Do you remember that actor that always kept? Oh yeah, that's there. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, he is in that second one, isn't he? Yeah, he's the priest. So, but that's that's it for, I guess, number three. Whose turn is it? Yours. Yours. My back to me. For number four. I yeah. got no oh. more. I'm done. Uh, oh. I'll go with Emperor Ming. Charles uh, Middleton from Flash Gordon. Yeah, I thought about Ming, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's He's a, he's a pretty like, good yeah. one. Who else I, I, can, like, hurdle your planet towards another and then throw the purple mm. death at you and yeah i love those republic serials uh those are just they're, they're so entertaining just so much fun and yeah, the comic yeah. i like the comic books too i mean i've been a flash fan since i was little flash gordon um but yeah thing was a, a great it was a comic strip at first wasn't it yeah I, I don't oh. remember what which came first i don't know I thought it was comic a comic strip, strip for some comic reason. Comic strip makes perfect Gordon? sense because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. those serials were really popular, but they uh, but they, yeah. I think they took it from the comic strip. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so. I, I I really don't know for sure. Yeah, because they were like I did like I did serials. like the first two uh, Buster Crab ones. Mm-hmm. I kind of lost interest after that, but you know when they started going into like Buck Rogers and all that stuff. But the very first one, I really liked the very first one for some reason. I think it's just because I can't it's, see it. I know. I just hold it against your chest and stand up. Yeah, hold it against your chest. Uh, oh, here we go. Oh, no, oh. no, there you go. Right there, right there. Well, there nice. I'm sorry. All I saw was uh, oh, that's I cool. It's Flesh yeah, Gordon, the '70s law softcore porn movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, they read. Uh, I've saw, I saw that. Yeah, actually, I saw that in campus. <laughs> yeah, they reissued the the whole uh, comic strip series by Alex Raymond and. Uh, Raymond, his, yeah, Raymond, Alex Raymond. He is, yeah, his art is amazing, just amazing, mm-hmm. fun stuff. Yeah, that's all. Oh, it's great stuff. <laughs> so, what, what about you, uh, Doctor Head? My next uh, antagonist is uh, pretty big, um, pretty big. I'm going to go with Godzilla. 
I think uh, Godzilla serves as a nice antagonist and and pushes all the right buttons and and as an adversary to to work against and overcome as they continue the first to try movie. to do, especially yeah. the first one, right? And the new Godzilla minus one looks really good. Have you seen the trailer for that? Yeah, which I haven't seen. I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, anymore. okay. We'll yeah. start with the teaser trailer before you watch the full trailer. Um, yes, that looks really good. Because I, I love. We all talked about. It. We did a show on Shin Godzilla. Um, yeah. yeah. And this looks. Which I really as, liked. By the yeah, way. I think this I every, like this Shin is ever bit as dark as that. Maybe even darker. Yeah, that's what I. So um, yeah, they're going that's with the, interesting. Yeah, because this this takes place right after the war, after World War yeah. Two. We want to gather. And so. which the first one is very dark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you go with the Japanese version. Yes. Yeah. So Godzilla, I think, even though he becomes a uh, silly kind of you know puppy character toward you know as they as they become friends with children, when they almost a hero, yeah. Yeah, it became a hero. It was it was the Ghidra, the three headed monster, is where he makes that transition. Because the first four movies, he's definitely a a monster, an adversary, everything, a bad guy. Then by in five, then he turns into the defender, and then he becomes the hero. And and uh, and then in the nineties, the Heisei versions in the eighties, they kind of made him more like a force of nature. You know, like a neutral. Yeah, he just want to yeah, just just want to try to see if they can contain, limit the damage that he's you know going to cause. And then they brought him back out. Uh, in the Millennium series is more of the monster not nearly as much as like GMK that was one of my favorite in the entry where he's truly a monster again but I did too and and yet he was and, and it also became like a supernatural thing too when it was yeah in a way this, yeah you see people. that that life transference you know, that's you know, kind of an yeah. interesting concept to that I wish they would have gone with their original idea where they didn't use all the same monsters you always see all the time that they used other one, you know, like they were talking about using uh, uh, Varan and all that. Oh, stuff. right, right. You know, different ones that you normally don't yeah. see. Like Zone Fighter, you would get some of that. Yeah, but anyway, in that movie, they were supposed to be these huh. Angiris and Varan and to yeah. be the guy, you know, the whatever you call the those monsters were called. But in the movie, yeah, you think they want to bring them back out every once in a while. You know, like yeah. when bringing back Baragon was a big hit in GMK. It was one of the reasons why it was so successful, I think. Yeah, that's the only one that survived the cut, though. They, so they decided to bring back Ghidra and Madara. That whole thing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So my number two is uh, I'm going to do uh, I'm going to pull up Professor Feather uh, and it's going to be based on the actor. And he did two parts that were uh, I think really intense um, and that's uh, Rudger Hauer uh, as Roy Batty uh, from oh, Blade, Blade Runner and he also played uh, was it John Ryder from The Hitcher and if you've never oh. seen him in that it's he's terrifying <laughs> in that movie Hey, yeah, that's what played in uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo with a Shotgun, yeah. <laughs> well, and he was also... Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah, awesome. yeah, he was he was Rourke in uh, um, Sin City, too. The, oh, right, oh, yeah. The big, big uh, Split Second. I liked but no, him. In, but I liked Mr. Split Rourke Second. on Fantasy Island. Yeah, Mr. Rourke, yeah. The, uh, uh, but Roy Batty, I just... I, again, I like those characters that he's not really a bad guy. But mm-hmm. he's a bad, but he's a bad guy, and you he's, you're sympathetic with his plight, yes. um, and you can almost understand why he is the way he is. Yeah, oh, and by yeah. the end, you just kind of say, "Okay, I get it," you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I wish we could have known, could have yeah. done something to help you, right? Yeah. 
And just his presence is it's very menacing. And he's got that white hair. He looks like we were, we were talking about how he looks like that. Uh, those Nazis and, from the uh, what was that one movie with, with the goggles? Oh, uh, shockwaves. Last, uh, shock- shockwaves. Shockwaves. Yeah. 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 Underwater. But soggy. Loved, soggy zombie his, boys. Yeah. His last uh, his last speech when he's dying. Though, when he's yeah. I've seen the, things. Yeah. Yeah. The whole. Oh, and that that has become. Start. Yeah. Like immortalized, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that is uh, acknowledged as one of the best scenes in any movie. Yeah. And it is. I mean, it, because you just, see it, through that. You see through. Oh, yes. And understanding comes around and all the things that he did. And it's like it's it's so mournful and sad. And, and his acting. Yeah. His acting of it. Yeah. Superb, that, man. He doesn't want yeah. to be the way he is. Yeah. Well, yeah. He just, yeah, wants, no, he just wants more time. Why? Who are you? Why would you make us be one more time? I it, it's the most human like thing. That's the irony. Yeah. Like the most human thing these these robots synths could do. It's what we all want. Those are the universal questions, you know. Yeah, that's, that's why we put it in, try to answer them in sci-fi as it is. But well, that becomes the whole dichotomy of the replicants, you know, because yes. they they were made. But you know, it's it's kind of like AI, you know. And they're they made just sentient. to be servants. I mean, they're sentient, you know, the working yeah. class, but, right? But they are sentient, you know, and, and Being aware that of- always is going to lead to to something, you know, something mm-hmm. more, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great. That's a good one. I I just thought of one kind of the Godzilla made me think about it. The shark in Jaws, yeah. Bruce. Bruce, that's an antagonist, right? Oh, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> 25 all three tons of them <laughs> and half the time he didn't work that's right <laughs> yeah that's why right. he had to use barrels see yeah those barrels floated to help it yeah we to just pretended it, it was a shock <laughs> yeah shock will pull through barrels you know um <laughs> yeah yeah and you see that character that like the the characters like the the town the mayor who's only concerned with keeping the money coming in to Amity. I've seen that trope used a dozen times. The Jaws story, you know, some oh, of those yeah. tropes. Oh, are, yeah. Because they're just integral to the t- tension within the plot itself. It's Now, that's a lot more covered in the novel itself, The if you read the novel, which I don't think is nearly as good as the movie. The movie, as far as conveying the horror of the terror of the shark, the movie is so much better. It's way better. I think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I didn't the think novel, the book was good, but yeah, it goes off in other directions, and you uh, hear about. I remember yeah. reading yeah. wife and having an affair. With, I mean, like what? Heck, I don't yeah. want. Give me the fucking shark biting people. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. They distilled it down pretty well. I thought, yes. Yeah. That's the story I, yes. I wanted to hear. Yeah. Distilled. It's right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I uh, I I would like to bring up another one. Um, a little bigger than Godzilla, one of my personal faves. I, I think uh, the devil. I think the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him, Beelzebub. Um, talk about someone who struggles against, someone who fights against an adversary. It might be the cosmic battle, whether the literal devil or the metaphysical devil or Mephisto or whatever you want to call him. Just that figure looming large in literature and everywhere. I think there's the quintessential the embodiment of whatever's the good versus evil conflict. So, angel, same. angel heart, angel heart, yeah. the devil in angel, oh, heart. angel heart. Yes, because yes. he uh, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. He's yeah. really good. I think or, Robert uh, De Niro. In every or, or, role, or any role he plays, he's a fucking antagonist. A hundred and one Dalmatians, Cruella Deville. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, but have you seen you know, the Disney really Cruella? Have you seen that? 
the Disney Cruella the movie. No, I haven't seen it yet. No. Oh, no. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. Yes. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Go I, it's on it. my list. It's on my list to see. I just yeah. haven't had. And, to and what's your face's performance? Uh, Glenn is, Close. I, hmm? Is it is it Glenn Close? No, yeah. yeah, she's great. But it no 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 no. That's the nineties movies. No, she. Uh, the woman who plays the girl who plays Cruella. She was in Super Bad. Shit. She's in La La Land. Oh, Emma Fuck. Stone. Yeah. She is delightful as Cruella. She just is just all over it. Completely conveys it. And there's lovely moments from the cartoon in the movie. Yeah, it's and the fashion's great. This music's great. You gotta see it. It's really well done. Yeah, it's Emma Stone. I saw the original it. 101 Dalmatians five times in the theater. I was young. I was very young when it came out. Yeah, like we, would, we went back. Mm-hmm. We would go and see it and then stick around and watch it again. Then we went back. Uh, <laughs> I did the, that with Star Wars. We went back twice, and then we went back one other time to see it. So nice. I saw it five times. And we could, we would, my best friend and I and, and, and his sister would, I'd stay all night at their house, and we would replay that movie in our heads, you know, together all, yeah, you know yeah. before we before we go to bed um, and, and she movie? was just so so great what about that movie resonates with you so much feather i don't know i you know it's the just experience a, the time and 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 and, and being a, a dog fancier i mean i've been mm-hmm. a dog lover my entire life mm-hmm. and you know that that just that resonated and she did she just i enjoyed her her you know her, her adversarial antagonistic yeah. way she relishes you know? her being role truly a bad yeah. person yeah yeah, yeah. And, and being young like that you know it wasn't you know that was one of the more i don't know uh, a defined evil type people yes. that i was really right. you know had had really been you know kind of uh, and it was a come woman out, come too. it wasn't normally a, yeah which was kind of kind of odd and a strong very strong woman <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that also, yeah it also kind of oh. established the style of Disney from for a very yes, long it did. time. Yeah, the art style. Uh, yes, a, it did. A new period for it, I think. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It did. It did. I would like to say a uh, for an adversary, uh, <laughs> an invisible boy, the AI that came online and became sentient, the one that could. Yeah. Uh, uh, hypnotize everyone and just suddenly you know he, he throughout the years he subtly changed himself so he could do all these things and and bring him back you know and suddenly having access to a robot from the future and all that stuff. yeah i just thought that was really that was a that's good that's good there. yeah yeah but uh his he was actually malicious though he was he didn't give a fuck at the end yep he was like yeah he wanted to eradicate not just Earth, but the entire universe of any living <laughs> remnants and just and replace it with himself. And it's just like, wow, that's pretty ambitious. It's a precursor to the Borg. <laughs> yeah, seriously, maybe Daddy Borg. <laughs> there's a, there's a whole a, a race of antagonists, the yeah. Borg. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, yes, here you go. There you go. Yeah. Or the, sure. in the other version, the the one that didn't go so well in certain groups, um, the Borg Nines. <laughs> <laughs> Nine. Oh, Ernest. 
Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm earnest. They meant, I'm earnest. They, they really meant it. The importance of being earnest. <laughs> the importance of being Ernest Borgnine. That would be a great unsane radio play. Yeah. And here's the thing about They interviewed Ernest Borgnine and said, "How? What, what's the key to a healthy life?" And he said, "Masturbation." <laughs> <laughs> to the meatloaf. Well, and then when uh, uh, um, Jason Bateman bought his house, um, so (laughs) Will Arnett Arnett keeps going, you just imagine uh, Ernest, like, tugging one out in every room of your house that you live in? I hope so. I'm going to get that black light and check. Uh, (laughs) All right, does anybody have any more uh, antagonists? Oh, there has to be. I'll give an honorable mention to the Wicked Witch of the West and... Oh yeah, uh, oh, she's pretty good. Head's yeah. favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> well, if you're gonna Thank go you. that way, it's uh, with that uh, Return to Oz. How dark that movie was. Uh, Queen, Queen uh, never saw it. Mombie. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you should watch it, it. It's yeah. I just have. I haven't had a chance. I have to buy it. I think I have to rent it because it's yeah. not available. You really have to see it. But it's, it's like really... three bucks. I just it's on my list. I just haven't had. I, a chance. I, I really want to see saying, it. Yeah. I, before it's, we get out, I know Gadfly wants to run. I want to say one more. Uh, Dr. I, do too. I got one too. Dr. Zayas. Oh, oh Dr. Oh. Zayas. Yeah. yeah. I think, he, yeah, his, his intention of wiping <laughs> out all traces of, of Taylor could write Ellie sings, you know, and he fesses at the end. Of course I know man was here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, my number one said was, through the uh, worst prosthetics I've ever seen in my life. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, those were just well-groomed monkeys. That's all. <laughs> that's yeah. No, Dr. No, they yes. I lo- <laughs> they were I just love really bad makeup. Bad makeup. The worst yeah. makeup I think in any movie I've ever seen. Um, really, I thought Charles I, I Heston looked uh, realistic. I I've seen some. Charles <laughs> Heston did. He looked. He did. He I was very sweaty. Realistic. I was convinced. I thought he, he was, was hot. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, yeah. very bronze. Yes. Well, Guess as a what? kid. As a kid, I never even thought that uh, I didn't realize how much of an asshole that Charlton Heston's character is in that whole movie. <laughs> yeah, he's he always an asshole. He is just a complete asshole in that movie. So you know, in, yeah. now last man on earth, he's the, an asshole. Yeah. Even though he's the last man on earth, like, Omega oh. Man. Omega, and Omega he's an Man. Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> just... yeah, Omega Man. So my my number one was uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, oh, yeah. Because, again, oh, yeah, a very a complex ca- character. You almost find yourself agreeing with him a lot, <laughs> you know. Um, so, and that performance, you know, is just a. Uh, it was it's absolutely it was, amazing. Yeah. I remember when I first heard that he was going to be the Joker, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was just yeah. like, oh, my God, this is going to suck right. ass. And it's going to be Brokeback just... Mountain. <laughs> well, it wasn't in that because he's a good actor. But I thought I saw, last thing I'd seen him was like in in Night. Uh, was it the? I loved how it was the so night where he's a night. Want to be a night? So. You know, With the rock and roll. Like, I just thought him. he's just too pretty. He's like a. He's not gonna be a good Joker. I'm like, oh my god, what a performance! Mm-hmm. Yeah. The best Joker. I mean, I really like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, um, I love Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. That I broad, think, really. But yeah, yeah. Oh, for that broad, but I think I think Keith Ledger that that cued me to a, a movie and a, and and an antagonist that that I have a real love hate relationship with, and that's Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that, that movie that is, I have. Um, yeah, yeah. I have that's a love hate relationship with that movie. Um, I like it in a lot of respects. In some ways, I don't like it. You know, but. Um, he does a great job in it, but Joaquin Phoenix is 
pretty awesome in just about everything he does. What's so yeah. neat about that movie, though, is just like it, it actually makes uh, I, you know, when you watch a comic book movie, it's always, uh, you know, it's a comic book. This, on the other hand, you know, it's a character from a comic book, but that does not how it plays out. No, that it is, is so, so dark and grim. By yeah. The the, by the end of the movie, I That's was like. That's a mental health issue. That yeah, I was, I was yeah. so fucking depressed. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And, and, and just dragged through it. And I was like, I, I almost yeah. want the, the, the pleasantness of this crazy Joker. I want. I want to see this guy who's just out in a lunatic fringe, but now you got to know what pushed him there. But if that's what that Batman universe it. is going to be built upon, yeah. that is a, a cinematic way. That is super fucking dark. And that oh just, yeah, yeah, it was I one mean, of the most depressing. That's the way things. it should be. I agree, but it just yeah. Yeah, very very depressing and uh, but yeah brilliantly filmed intense, and, and very intense yeah I'm, I'm excited to see the sequel i'm really looking forward to that it'll be interesting yeah, yeah. and you know what movie that reminded me of was uh the king of comedy uh it did yeah a lot that? yeah the jerry lewis one <laughs> yeah 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 well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Jer- Martin Scorsese. Uh, robert de niro yep martin scorsese yeah martin scorsese's oh, robert de niro plays the Oh, really? It's well, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, Did you ever a, see? Uh, has Has anybody seen Targets and all that stuff? Yeah. You know, with Boris Karloff and um, the whole sniper thing from the. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's a pretty interesting movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just a whole yeah, where he's like Karloff kind of plays himself, you know, as the declining horror actor, and it's going around making these circuits and. And some Vietnam. Well, he's a Viet uh, from Vietnam, right? He has a something anyway. What's yeah? What's he the, just kind of uh, breaks? He just kind of breaks, and anyway, he decides he's going to shoot on top of a a movie, isn't it? He's on the screen. Where he's shooting from into the cars, watching the movie. Yeah, at the, in the at the drive-in. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the drive-in. Yeah, which is very good metafiction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think another yeah. TV show when I just one just came to mind. Um, I think Hot Lips, uh, Hulahan, and Frank Burns on the TV show Mash would be good antagonists. They, they were are. they were extremely antagonistic to me because I hated both of them <laughs> with a passion. The characters uh, are are and Frank never has. There are moments where he has redemption moments, but there are other times like you are a fucking asshole. How would you get to be this way? You know, right? They, okay, at least they, Margaret does change up. What did you, you think of the movie? Well, and, and, and they turned him. Edge. They turned him into. They turned him into uh, um, uh, caricatures. They became absolute caricatures. Yeah. That whole right. mash became caricatures. Every actor, every part in that became a caricature. That I, I hated totally that. After that. the first two seasons, I would I, I hated that show. I, I hated Alan Alda. I couldn't stand Alan Alda. Um, I couldn't stand him even in the first ones because I loved the movie. I loved the book. I thought the movie was more true to anything. Mm-hmm. The way they they fit they they yeah. did Hot Lips and Frank. Um, and even the actress and you know the movie had the movie even had the 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 actual temerity to have spear chucker in it <laughs> mm-hmm. which you know was a black guy you know they didn't do that you know the fucking tv you know no, no they, they didn't did do that that's yeah the, the first couple seasons yeah one of the guys he was spear chucker was it he, yeah 
That's that's what was his no, first season. Somehow, I love the somehow first, I missed that. The first, yeah, I must have, I must have, I must have just totally. Did you stop watching it for two seasons, or did you watch it the whole run? Because Margaret I just, does change. I hardly. I, I mean, in time, she's Margaret, Amy Drouland. She's she does change yeah. in time. Her character and she becomes this saccharine piece of shit at the end. Uh, yes, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I no, think I, I, know. I, I found nothing redeeming about it. It was on too long. After the first, yeah, yeah. After, if it would have ended, yeah, after two or three years, I think it would have been brilliant. But they, so it was one of those. It was a cash cow, you know. So, but I'm sorry, I, I hate to rail on it, but yeah, can't, couldn't stand it, couldn't stand, it. couldn't stand the actors either. I didn't like the actors. I didn't like the played Frank and that played Hot Lips. I didn't like either it, one of them. It well. usually ended up playing this, and then Barney and Miller I really hated Alan Alda. I'm sorry. I just hated that fucker. I hated that, the character in that role that, or the, that or they that turned him into. Okay. He tur- Hawkeye. He turned him into. He turned him into this. This uh, fucking. You know. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I, let's move on. I don't because I don't even want to talk about it. self-righteous, <laughs> self-righteous. And yeah, let's make speeches every fucking episode. Let's make a speech about how bad war is and how immoral. And oh, yeah. Oh, it's so bad that you made a series that was longer than the war. OK. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> any any more antagonists? <laughs> uh, I think for this show, I, I'm, so like, I'm going to say uh, Professor Feather. Um, <laughs> a good antagonist, I agree. <laughs> we are all oh, antagonists. Oh, okay. I will bring one. up one more before we before we oh, go. Oh, okay, hold and on. I can't think of his name Lord. right off the bat, but it's the 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 main guy, the all American in the boys. Oh, the Homelander. Homelander. Oh, yeah, Homelander. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's now, my there's favorite a character. good antagonist. There's yeah, a good antagonist. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Yes. I want a poster of him in my room, but not an ironic one. There's all kinds of these ironic ones. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. I just want a picture of him standing there like a real yeah. like, superhero. Because Homelander is like, that's, you know, what would happen. 99% <laughs> of us who would get the fucking powers that he has would turn into Homelander in like three exactly. days. Yeah. We do yeah. the nice things. We start realizing, hmm, I don't, I don't like this guy. Let's start with that person. Zap, zap. And pretty soon you're like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. What can you do about it? <laughs> you know? So that's what I love about the character. He's like, you know, yeah, I, I can't wait for the next season to come out. Yeah, Anthony Starr—that's the actor who plays him. From is that yeah. the actor? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's good. so he's really good. good, so good. Yeah, New Zealand—he's another New Zealander. Because I think is butcher Dr. Fu Manchu. Oh, <laughs> have you watched the boys' cartoon, the animated stuff? I, yeah, there's I've a shorts one. There's a new one coming out, like Gen V. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's out. Okay. That's out. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, yeah, I saw. Just it came out. Okay. Yeah, just. And came I, out. I didn't. There was a couple. We watched a couple of the shorts of the of the one with the cartoon. Um, I it was okay. Good. It's okay. That's what I thought. I thought it's yeah. it's pretty good. It just doesn't live up to the the series is just so so wonderful. Yes, good. and the comics are brilliant too. So I mean, it's a, it's. A great I never read the too. comics, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the so, series better I mean, than the comics. So. Yeah, Garth Ennis in uh, the same guy who wrote Preacher. You know, it just he just goes to those places and just writes those. Garth stories. Ennis is a good writer. Yeah. yeah, he really is. Oh, he created. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he did a really good run on the on Punisher as well. So, yeah, his Punisher is yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole that whole run. Yeah, that's just that's what they turned into the uh, the series. Um, yeah. You ever watch the series, The Punisher, with uh, fuck, who's the guy from Walking Dead? Yeah. Um, 
I know. I haven't seen the whole series, but I've seen clips. Oh, oh, the, oh my! The oh Netflix my God, yeah. Netflix series. I thought gosh, it was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I thought yeah, it was the best. So it was the good. best of the superhero things that that Netflix did. It was the most true to and and just I thought it was I thought it was just really yeah. good. I, and I who's the actor? I really John Barenthal. John Barenthal. Yeah, John yeah, Barenthal. Yeah. He's, he's great. great. I, I saw the clip and everything, he was yes. uh, with Kingpin. Who was Kingpin? Who played oh, Kingpin? Uh, D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah. D'Onofrio. That whole Vincent. scene where he's in the... Yeah, yeah. they're confirming me. There we go. There's another good antagonist, too. Right. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio as, as Fisk. Yeah. And that was just so... That was that was like the perfect... Yeah, that was good. That was really I love that good. series, though. Doctor Head, I, it, it, I, mm-hmm. I I thought it was a great series. So good, yeah. And I liked how they worked these other characters in too, and kept them as just as realistic as anything else. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mrs. Uh, Head can't watch anything with John Bernthal in it because she can't get over his character from Walking Dead because he was an asshole. <laughs> so <laughs> he went, was I, go, go ahead, I never was. watched Walking Dead, so I don't know anything about it. Okay, I watched the first episode. I take that back. I watched the first episode. Yeah, the first couple of seasons were were good, and they were f- faithful to the comic, but also veered off. So it wasn't just like you knew what was going on. But then, as the comic and the series were going simultaneously, they kept on weaving back and forth, which I thought was really, really good. But after four seasons and the fifth season, it jumped the shark, and it just I I was done. I'm like, okay, you yeah. guys completely fucked and it. Spawned all these other things. Ever. Well, no, it was just the way they ended it. It was like the writing it was done by people who had never read the comic or written or seen the characters or any of the shows like they just completely arbitrarily changed character traits and what they would do I'm like what the fuck wait a minute I've been watching this show for five years why is this person suddenly do things doing this and it, it just the way they ended at the end where there was a you know Megan uh, comes in and, or Negan and is supposed to kill somebody uh, and then he ends up killing two people and that's you know that's how it ends. or no you don't know who the second one is and that's that pissed off people they had to, like wait till the next season opener to like find out who it was i was like oh you cunts yeah anyway there's enough well which is kind of actually a good segue into our next episode um i think that we can even pick that up because that's something we'll talk about i'm sure because our next episode is going to be about zombies yes so uh, zombies incredibly so so has anybody else got any more are we done with the with the I mean, we've covered a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, there's, there could be so many. Yeah. Of, oh, that, yeah. No, we yeah. could go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. There's your antagonists. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say! Speaking of an antagonist. And you have been experiencing Who's the music this week, Midnight Guest? This is Silo Dump. 
Silo Dump. We played, we use Silo Dump a lot because we are extreme fans of Silo Dump. Yeah. Uh, we would like to give a shout out to him. Um, Eric where is he Rom. from? Is he from? Eric Rom is from, uh, I'm, I'm not sure. I think Italy? he's either Denmark or. Oh, is he? One of those, yeah, uh, one of those, a Scandinavian country? Yeah, it's the one yeah, that He's great. Russia. If you, have, you, yeah. so if you get a like chance. So we like to dump on you. Yeah. yeah, go out and find find the music of Silo Dump. You'll love it. I mean, we it's so eclectic. It is, <laughs> if you don't yeah. like one song, listen to another. You'll probably like it. It's perfect He for just us. is all over the place. His, his real name is exactly. uh, Eric Rom. Eric Rom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Good. That's yep. good to know. Space Knight. Eric Rom Silo Dump. Yep. Uh, you and, can and find Unsane Radio at unsaneradio.com. If you want to contact us, you can contact us at unsaneradio at gmail.com. Uh, we have we, we have a, a Facebook page. Unsane Radio is on Facebook. Uh, we have an Instagram that we never use, uh, but we have one. Just uh, because you know you got to have one. And then and then there's Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema. You can find us at tarnfeather.com. We have a presence on Facebook at uh, Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema. We have a new episode that will be coming out in here October uh, pretty soon. Um, Project Moonbase. Yes. It will be shown sometime on the, uh, the various uh on the big screen outlets. And outlets. on the big screen outlets if you sit um, real close to your TV it's the big screen and I would like to say go to uh, unsaneradio.com really good on a big screen go say go see uh, go go to unsaneradio.com and look at the at the pictures because they are without fail pretty funny and interesting and yes uh, thanks to Dr. Tar uh, who does all of the artwork most of the time every now and then he gets kind of lax and I have to throw one in there but uh, doesn't happen very often anymore he's becoming quite quite a responsible person I'm very surprised (laughs) here I did a stick figure this week go can we do a show about stick figures because that's how we draw yeah uh, hey, every other Friday and sometimes more because we got a lot of episodes coming out. Don't forget heavy metal horror. It's on YouTube. It's on Unsane Radio right here. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. On Instagram, look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And if you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. There's exactly. the whole sign out. There you go. And then there's uh, we uh, free fez, blue fez, we freaks, w e e r f r e e k z web comics on Facebook. In the Facebooks, it's brilliant. It's it's the modern peanuts, and it's family friendly. Family it is friendly. Family friendly. Unlike, unlike us. Unlike us, exactly. Unlike, unlike us, yes. Blue <laughs> my streams. I think it depends on the family. That's right. <laughs> That's true. Right. Not quite Manson, but you know. One of us. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's about, yes, that's it. Google gobble. Oh, my God.
Oh, my God.